Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 164 of Electrified. I am your host, Eric Lyons. Man, what a weekend we had, man. Um, Came on here Saturday, and I was heaping the praises of Deontay Wilder. I mean, look, man, what, what do you guys expect me to do? I'm a, I'm a Deontay Wilder fan, all right? I thought he was going to win a fight. We're going to talk about that later, though. We're going to talk about that later. We got a lot of football to talk about because yesterday was nuts. Yesterday was a good week, man. It was a good week for football yesterday. I I, I enjoyed the games, and I watched a lot of football yesterday. Um, we're going to talk about that, the Gruden Gate. Uh, we're going to talk about the Monday Night Football game tonight, get you guys get ready for that. And the kicker struggles, man. I, You know, sometimes I watch games... And I, I just, you know, <clears throat> like these guys have one job. Literally, they have one job. I'm sure they don't have to participate in tackling drills. You know, they don't have to go to meetings like that. Like, all you got to do is go out there and kick, man. You have the easiest job physically. It's kickers, they can kick until they're goddamn 60. I think physically you have the least physically the uh the least um physically tasking job in the NFL. So I won't say the easiest, but we'll save that for a later segment. So let's just start off <clears throat> with this week. This is week five already. Jeez. Uh, let's go back to Thursday first. Let's go back to the Thursday night game with the uh, Rams and the Seahawks. NFC West battle. Rams will win that game 26-17. to So the Rams, they had to bounce back after getting smoked by the Cardinals last week. Um, you know, it was hard. This was a hard game to classify as a bounce-back game because you're going in there, you're on the road, you're going, against a, going up against a good Seattle team that just found their footing. And it's an NFC West battle, and it doesn't matter at what point in time two NFC West play, uh, teams play each other. One of them can have two wins. The other one can have 12 wins. The score will still be close. It's the NFC West. NFC West has been the best division in football for a while now, I think. I think it's the most competitive. Uh, it produced a lot of playoff teams. Teams have went to the Super Bowl. The NFC West, can there can be a case made for the NFC West being the best division in football. So, I expected this game to be a good game. And um, I wasn't surprised by the score. But there were some things, you know, that happened that was like, oh, wow. Uh, the, the Rams' defense stepped up and made some big plays. Uh, Jalen tipped one and got one pick. And then, you know, the pick to close the game at the end. Uh, the Rams' defense definitely showed up. Uh, Robert Woods, he finally joined the party, man. The Robert Woods coming out party because I was waiting for him. I was waiting for him. When Stafford got there, I thought Robert Woods 
would be doing what Cooper Cup's doing. I said, you know what, man? Matt Stafford has a huge arm. I think Robert Woods, as a deep threat, you know, he's going to get a lot of work. And, you know, so far through the first four weeks, it, it didn't seem like Robert Woods was ever going to get his shine, but he finally came out and, and showed up and showed out against the Seahawks on Thursday night. So that was great to see. I, I like uh, Robert Woods. I think I had him on my fantasy team last year, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think I did. Somebody in my league had him on uh on the bench. But damn, you know. Oh, speaking of fantasy football, man. Look. Started off 0-1, but I didn't want four straight. But you know, you you never get too high on your highs, never get too low on your lows. We on the week six, man. That's all I that's all I had to say about that. Like I'm not gonna talk to you guys' head off about my fantasy team. We'll talk when we get you know, further down the line. It's still early, but it's, it's, it's a good start. It's a good start. Um, Back to the game. Uh, D-Tax, man, he caught a long bomb. See, he wasn't open-open like he was last, the week before last. He wasn't he wasn't open-open. He ran out of gas. All right, and he had to run to the sideline. That broke my heart. That broke my heart because I knew about 2010 that would have been a touchdown because he still had room. But he said, you know what, I'm head on out. I'm head on out. That's what he said. Uh, Russell Wilson's finger, man, my God, nasty. And they kept putting the camera on it. And I don't know what type of perks they got in the NFL. I don't do drugs. I I can't even swallow pills. When I have to take medicine, it has to be in liquid form. So don't listen to nothing I'm about to say. I don't know what type of perks they got in the NFL. But boy, can I get one? Please, I just want to see what it feel like. Because clearly, whatever perks y'all got is turning dudes into the Hulk. I mean, like, legit. Russell Wilson's finger was doing the one-two step. Everybody one-two step. One-two See, I read this beat is automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, fresh. Fan, his, his finger looked terrible. He did a couple plays, went to the sideline, tried to tried to put it back in place. The whole time Geno Smith got in the game, Russell Wilson was on the sideline holding a ball with his helmet on. Sir, go sit down. Your finger, it's broken. Like, fam, go sit down somewhere. That looks awful. But he was perked up, ready to get back in the game at any point. Uh, but Geno Smith, man, he played a solid game. He came in there, he started dealing, and I, you know, I remembered he has been there for some time now. So I, I would hope he knows that offense because Russell Wilson is going to be out six to eight weeks, and um, Geno's going to have to keep them afloat, man. He's going to have to keep them afloat. And uh, uh, let's see, let's look at their schedule for the rest of you know for that that time frame, the schedule time frame. And see, you know, what I mean, you know, it's any given Sunday, but let's just look at the difficulty, the degree. All right, you got the Steelers on the road, the Saints at home, the Jags at home, Packers on the road, Cardinals at home, and then Washington on the road. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, let's say he comes back for the 49ers game at home against, uh, you know, the, the game at home against the 49ers. That's December. Or 
maybe it's the on the road against the Texans. But the six games, it looks like he's going to miss is this one, obviously, against the Steelers, one against the Saints, one against the Jags, one against the Seahawks, one against, I mean, one against the Packers and one against the Cardinals, and then one against Washington. The only, get, like, you know, guaranteed win here I see is against the Jags. Everything else is going to be tough. Now, there was a report last night that the Seahawks could maybe, maybe, maybe take a look at Cam Newton. But who knows? You know, everybody's been saying that. So, who knows? I, I You know, we're not going to we're not going to look into that. But let's look at some numbers here. So let's start off with the Rams. Man, Matt Stafford, 25, 37, 365 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Robert Woods, man. 12 receptions, 150 yards. Henderson, man, running back. He, he was running the ball. See, that's and that's that's a that's a thing, man. You got to run the football. You got to run the football. The Rams look like they're trying to keep established, you know, established a running game. Uh, when you look at the Super Bowl year for the Rams and how prolific that offense was with Goff and, and Cooper Cup and everything like that, Todd Gurley was in the backfield that year running. They haven't had a solid, solid run game until um, since, you know, when Todd Gurley was at the top of his game before his entry. So they need to try to replicate that. I'm not saying anybody on that team is the next Todd Gurley at his height. I'm just saying if you guys can rush for close to 100 yards a game, you're in good shape. So Henderson, 17 carries, 82 yards, one touchdown. Defense with two forced interceptions. Then you look at Seahawks. Wilson. 11 for 16, 152 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Geno Smith, 10 for 17, 131 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Alex Collins ran the ball for 15 carries for 47 yards. DK Metcalf had himself a night. Um, five receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. One of them over Jalen Ramsey. It happened. Um, but yeah, that was a good game. NFC West game Thursday night. I think I was at... I was at work for most of the game, but I was watching it. Wait, was I at work Thursday night? No, I wasn't at work Thursday night. Wait, was I? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't think I was. I'm losing track of time. I'm losing my mind, people. I'm losing my mind. Um, So let's talk about, let's go to the AFC West and go to yesterday's game with the Chargers and the Browns. I mean, yeah, yeah. AFC West for the Chargers, AFC North for the Browns. It was not an AFC West matchup. It's an AFC matchup. Fam, I don't know what was on because I didn't look. I don't know what was on CBS during the 4 o'clock window nationally. It wasn't a game on. I don't know how this game was not nationally televised because what the hell? Who is deciding this? And how did you miss Cleveland and L.A.? These are two good teams in AFC right now. And they came out there in the ball, bro. I mean, from the first to the last whistle, they came out there in bold. It's a game of the year candidate early. Early game of the year candidate. I think when people look back on the season and, and we start talking about game of the year, they're going to be like, damn. How did I miss that one? Because it wasn't on nationally. Only some parts of the country had it. And people like me, who have the NFL Sunday ticket, 
or people who decided to go illegally stream it. See, I don't illegally stream football. I, I can't. I, that's just something. That's not that's not in me. I can't do that. Now, I, I have been an NFL Sunday ticket uh holder for about six seasons now. So that's just what I'm used to. I'm bougie. I, I can't. I, I can't. I had to ticket. But, yeah, people are going to look back on this and say, damn, how did I miss this one? It's on your it's on your CBS. Man, CBS did this. Somebody did this. Alright. Um, but man, it was a it was a great game, man. Um, Justin Herbert and Baker Mayfield, they showed out. They showed out. They showed up and showed out. I mean, damn. It's just like I don't know if there yesterday that was a real game or somebody was in the stadium playing Madden. Like it, it that's how it looked. It was a video game. It was a video game. No defense was played. It was like they tried to play defense, but the offense is we going to score. Like and fast. Like these were like one hitter quarter type plays back to back to back. It wasn't a lot of uh long drives. These were quick touchdowns, quick strikes, and it was crazy. It was crazy. I would love to see this again in the playoffs. Seriously, man, this could be a great playoff matchup and put them on put them against each other again next year. Jesus, man. Brandon Staley, man. Balls of steel. He was not afraid to go for it. Have you guys seen Brandon Staley? Doesn't he look like like Tom Cruise? Like, he just has this movie star look about him. Like, he looks like an actor playing a, a, a coach. He doesn't look like a coach. Good-looking fella. But he doesn't look like a coach, though. But he coached like a coach, though. Yeah, yeah man. He got these boys balling out, man. This offense is serious. Yeah. And put some respect on Austin Eckler's name. You know, same thing I was saying about Aaron Jones this past offseason. I did not see a lot of Austin Eckler on these top five lists. Man, come on. Austin Eckler, easily one of the best receiving backs in the NFL right now. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't understand how people keep overlooking him. Is it because he's short? Is that why you're overlooking him? No, I see him. I see him. I see him. And that boy Jay Herbo, man. Cold blooded. Cold blooded. Cold blooded. I I mean, these young quarterbacks, man, some of them they they, just, they don't have any fear. No fear. No fear. They trust their receivers. He's got trust in Mike Williams. He's got trust in Keenan Allen. He's got trust in Jared freaking Cook, man. Yeah. Charges are something else. They're four straight for them, right? Chargers are up to something, man. They're up to something. I, I think the Chargers, they, hey, the Chargers run LA, I fear. They do. I don't. I thought it was going to be the Rams. I thought it was the Rams. They started out looking like they ran LA. The Rams are still good. But the Chargers, it looked like SoFi Stadium is the home of the Chargers in the Rams. It don't look like it's the home of the Rams and the Chargers. It looks like it's the Chargers and the Rams. It looks like it's not Drake and Josh. I, yeah, it's it's oh, wait, can I say that? Yeah, we talk about the show. Drake and Josh. Chargers Rams, right? It's not it's I Carly. It's it's I Chargers. It's not I Rams. It's not Kellen Keenan. It's Keenan the Kell. It's Chargers and Rams, man. It's, it's Chargers first. When you when you read them, you're reading Chargers first, man. The Chargers run LA. But the Browns, they kept battling, man. 
bunch of ballers. Ballers. The best thing about this game was when the Chargers were down by one after they missed the PAT. They were down by one, and it looked like they were going to play for the field goal, but Austin Eckler ran one. He broke one off, and he slid. Then it was first and goal, and he was trying so hard not to score. I don't know why he didn't fall down. I would have fell down. I, I would have just laid there. He didn't fall down. So he was he was stood up, and Austin Eckler is not a big guy. The Browns lineman said, oh, no, sir, you're coming with us. Picked him up, pulled him in the end zone. That's what I do in Madden, bro. I let people score. If I'm down by, if I know, if you score, it's still going to be a one-possession game. And and it looked like you're going to try to run the clock out on me. I will get in a punt return or field goal block. And you're going to score a touchdown. You don't have a choice. You're going to score, and I'm getting the ball back with time. Not going to run the clock out on me. So in the NFL, I never understand why guys are playing this hard-nosed, you know, defense. Bro, play soft coverage. If you're still in it, let them score. Get the ball back for your offense. And that's what the hell the Browns did. They said, Eckler, you're going to have to get in here, buddy. No, 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 no. There will be no running off the clock. You're getting in here. Now, the Browns did get the ball back. I don't – I have to look. I don't know how much time was left. There was a lot of time left. Browns didn't have any timeouts. But that last drive, I don't know what was going on, especially the Hail Mary. I I don't know what they had going on, man. That, that just did not look good at all. That didn't look good. That didn't look good. But let's talk numbers. Let's start off with the Chargers, man. Justin Herbert, 26 for 43. 398 yards, four touchdowns. Austin Eckler, 17 carries for 66 yards with two touchdowns, five receptions for 53 yards and one touchdown. Mike Williams, eight receptions, 165 yards and two touchdowns. Jesus. Look at the Browns. Baker, 23 for 32, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb, 21 carries, 161 yards, one touchdown. Now, now, I didn't include... um, Kareem Hunt in this because, you know, Nick Chubb was the lead in Russia, but Kareem Hunt also had two touchdowns, man. That that running back combination is, is serious. They're deadly. They're deadly. That's a, that's a nasty one-two punch right there, man. Wow. Um, David Njoku, seven receptions, 149 yards, one touchdown. Now, your tight end is the leading rec- receiver. I saw DPJ get love. Odell Beckham. Junior had two catches for 20 yards. Fam, I don't know what Baker Mayfield's problem is with Odell, but he hates that man, bro. And it looks like the Browns hate that man. Odell, what's his week? We're going into week six. Trade deadline in two weeks, bro. You need to request a trade. You got to get the hell out of Cleveland. I don't know what it is, but they don't got no love for you, fam. They don't have no love for you. They do not have any love for you. And it's like, Odell can still, I, I don't know why I've been talking about him like he's on the end of his rope. I mean, yeah, he's had injuries, but clearly he can still go. And I don't know if it's just the system or just Baker, man. But you would have thought when, when Landry went down, Odell would get more love. But it, it just, it's just not happening, man. Two catches in a game like that, your team put up 42 points. 
Your quarterback had over 300 yards passing, and you only registered for 20 yards of that? That's not a problem to you? You're supposed to be the man over there. I don't know. It just looked like a problem to me. It looked like a problem to me. If I was him, I would be like, yo, get me the hell out of here. Now. Send me somewhere like Green Bay. Huh? Who said that? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Somebody said that. I did, somebody. It wasn't. I literally didn't say that. Somebody got on this microphone and said, send him somewhere like Green Bay. See, they did it again. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go to the Sunday night game last night. The Bills won. The Bills beat the Chiefs like I said they would. 38 to 20. Listen, Kansas City, I told y'all, man, these boys are not right. They don't look right. They don't look right. Some of y'all might have been fooled last week when they beat the Eagles. Oh, the Chiefs are fine. They're back. Are they? Are they really? I told y'all, man. They ain't right. Two and three. They are not right. Told you they lost to the Ravens. Hurt. They've lost to the Chargers already. They just lost to the Bills. I mean, in an impressive way. They got stomped out. At home. The weather couldn't save them. I went to the... Let me tell you what happened. Halftime came. I was cleaning up. Then my stomach was like, hey, brother, you need to go up to that throne. I said, okay. Went to the bathroom. I was in there. I got I got distracted watching TikTok. So I probably was in the bathroom a good 25 minutes. I get out the bathroom, look at my mom's room. I still see Drew Brees on TV. I said, damn, it's still halftime? So she thought maybe her TV had buffered because we have YouTube TV. And maybe she had got backtracked. So I went to my grandma's room. I said, no, it's still halftime. What's going on? It was a weather delay. I said, oh, interesting. I hope, you know, we were thinking the same thing. I hope this don't help the Chiefs. Now, before the halftime. No, was that before or after halftime? I don't know, but this score could have been bigger. That was. I just want to get this out. There was one play when Diggs caught the ball. I didn't catch this. My mom did. He thought he was alone, and it looked like he was trying to like backpedal to the end zone. He better be glad they won this game, man, because that could have been big. You left seven points on the field trying to be cute, and you ended up settling for a field goal. So a good, a good eye for my mom. But, yes, she was on it. I missed that. But, yeah, the weather couldn't save them. The refs sure couldn't save them, man, but they tried. They tried. Chris Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth could have been in the damn. He should have been in the booth with a Chiefs jersey on. I mean, fam, he didn't understand the Josh Allen roughing the passer call, but he was all for when when Mahomes was crying for a flag. I mean, the refs, every third down, fourth down, they were laundry on the field. Fam, Travis Kelsey's clumsy ass looked like he flopped, but he fell on his own, and they called DPI. No way. No way, yeah, the Chiefs, the refs tried their best. But it, it didn't it didn't matter because either way, it was inevitable. Josh freaking Allen 
MVP alert. MVP alert. MVP alert. Not O-P-O-Y. No, MVP alert. Fan. He was out there going nuts. He was playing MB- He was playing NFL Street. Everybody else was playing football. He was playing NFL Street. It was nuts. It was nuts. I'm sorry, I got a call from my lady. Had to answer that. But we back. No, we back. Um, it was nuts, man. He was out there going crazy. And he balled out. And Mahomes did not. Listen, man, the, the reality is the Chiefs have no defense. They can barely run the ball, and they're not healthy in the backfield now. When you lose the Super Bowl, especially in the fashion that the Chiefs lost it in, it's hard to get back to who you were before that loss. And, yes, it's only been five weeks, but when have the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs at any point in this young season? They haven't. They've tried to make us believe it, but they haven't. They do not look good, man. Mahomes has already thrown six interceptions through five weeks of football. He only threw six last year and five previously. Mahomes is not on track on pace for a good year. man. At all. This man is on track for, what, 18 interceptions? (laughs) It's nasty. But I told y'all, man, the Bills are going to come to play. The Bills are a good football team, man. But, yeah, the Chiefs ain't right, bro. They ain't right. They are not right. And the way the Chargers are playing, you know, the Raiders slipped yesterday, but AFC West don't look like it's going to be easy to get out of this year. And the Chiefs, I told y'all last week the Chiefs might miss the playoffs, and I'm still sticking to that, bro. They may not be going. They may not be going. Don't let the Ravens win tonight. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are dead in the water, man. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I'm looking at, and then you know they show their schedule, the upcoming schedule. They don't, they don't play any slouches. Like you, you play the Washington Football next team next week. It's like, oh yeah, we can get back NFC. You know, nah, I don't. I still don't know. I still don't know the way y'all playing right now. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. But enough about those bums. Josh freaking Allen, man. I love that guy. I've been trying to find a red Josh Allen jersey for the past two years. Every time I go look, they're out of stock. Like, come on, man. Come on. But no, I love watching Josh Allen play. He's so fast, bro. Like, for his size and skin color, that is a fast man. For sure. Like, for real. That is a fast guy. He's so athletic. And he can throw the ball. He's getting better. Like, last year he made a big leap, and it's just like he's just building on that. I love watching him play. Love watching him play. Him and Lamar. They're you know, their games are similar. Lamar is just un un you know unreasonably fast. But Josh Allen is deceptively fast. <laughs> and we'll run you over. Like I love I love those guys, man. I love and I like the fact he's sliding now. That was you know, in security and ball ball security was a problem for him last year, but yeah, man, and the Bills, man, they 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 picked Mahomes off what twice, made him fumble. Michael High got a pick six. They were out there, man. They were out there. So let's look at some. Oh, wait a minute, Dawson Knox, woo, boy, he was out there balling. Eighty-eight was out there balling. Josh Allen, fifteen to twenty-six, three hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns, eight carries for sixty-one yards, one touchdown. Dawson Knox, 
led the team in receptions with three receptions for 117 yards and one touchdown. He was out there balling, out of control. Out of control, bro. Defense got with three turnovers, points off of that. They had a night. They had a night, bro. They had a night. Um, now, Zach Moss only had 11 carries for 37 yards. You know, that, that concerns me a little bit. But he had three receptions for 55 yards. So, all right, that's good. Uh, you know, he made up for it. Um, let's look at the Chiefs. So, Patrick Mahomes, he threw the ball 54 times. You know why Patrick Mahomes had to throw the ball 54 times? He was not only was he the lead in Russia, but the running backs, the the rostered running backs com- combined for 12 carries. They couldn't run the ball. 54 times, 30, 33 of 54, 272 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Miko Harbin led the team receptions, nine receptions, 76 yards. Yeah, I don't know. The Chiefs, I, I, t- I try to tell y'all, man, these boys are not right. These are not the Chiefs that you are used to seeing. They're not. And I don't think we're going to see those Chiefs this year. I think these boys are frazzled. They're razzled. And they're not here to dazzle. Seriously, I mean, look, one of them guys was at the gas station. And what did he tweet? If you're going to talk bad about the team, make sure one of the guys ain't next to you. Something, something. They're all so sensitive. Just so sensitive. And they haven't gotten over that Super Bowl loss. Like, the first thing out of Travis Kelsey's mouth before the season started was he can't wait to play Brady again. Like, fam, you have to get there first. And you're two and three halfway through October. It's not looking good. <laughs> it's not looking good. And I'm starting to not like these dudes, bro. I told my mom last night, hey, man, that this this Patrick Mahomes poster might be coming down. And it, I might have to put King King Henry up there next to King James with all due respect. With all due respect. I might have to. I might have to. I'm tired of it. Tired of it, man. Tired. Um, let's see. A couple other things before we get into the most electrifying players of the week. So the Cowboys are still hot as hell. They they put 44 up on the Giants. Amen. (laughs) Their defense is serious. Their defense is serious. They're, They're running the ball well. Dak is playing great. 86 is playing great. Look out for the Cowboys, man. Look out for the Cowboys, man. They they might be them boys. They might they might be them boys. Um the Cardinals, they survived against the uh the 49ers. I think their final score was what, like 17 to 10? So they remain the only undefeated team in the league still. Um like I said, I think the Chargers are the best team in the AFC. Not the AFC West, the AFC period. Um, Big Ben, he showed life yesterday. Now, he did. He is losing Juju for the rest of the season, but that only means Deontay Johnson's stock is going up. That means Clay, Pay, Claypool's stock is going up. But that means Najee Harris's stock is going up. But Big Ben, man, he, he's just old, man. Like, everything hurt him yesterday watching him play. 
his hand, his back, but he was making plays. Um, Urban Meyer, man, he, he finger man, he's 0 five. Yuck. Um, the Eagles got a big one yesterday. Come back, win over the uh, over the Panthers. Um, the Lions lose again. Uh, what else happened yesterday? Let's see. Let me make sure we're on the right track. Going into our next segment before. I... Yeah. All right. Yeah, we on track. Um. What else happened? What else? Yeah. So let's get into the most electrifying players of the week. So each week, you know, now start now. I'm going to, you know, pick out a couple players who balled out. So let's start off with Justin Herbert, man. He won 26 for 43, 398 yards, four touchdowns, won the game in clutch fashion, man. He balled out. He showed no fear. Um, Devontae Adams, man, best receiver in the game. A lot of people are finally seeing that. He's not 1A or 1B. No, he's, he's 1. He's 1. 11 receptions, 206 yards, a career high for him. For a single game, one touchdown. Had 112 yards in the first half. He could not be stopped, and he came up big in overtime. Tom Brady, 30-41, 411 yards, five touchdowns. He fed everybody, man. He made sure my guy Mike Evans had a health, health, healthy meal. AB8, both got good yak. Um, King Henry, I mean, come on, it's the king, man. 20, 29 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns, 31-something. 31 points on fantasy points. Come on. It's the king. But yeah, those are the most electrifying players uh, performance performers of the week. Um, oh yeah, the Packers won. Packers are 4-1. Now listen, man. Every time we play the Bengals, it's weird. But yet, that didn't make any sense. For, for starters, man, Kevin King, before he got hurt again, god damn it, Kevin King played a hell of a game. I mean, he was juiced up. Eric Stokes was the one getting abused by Jamar Chase, who is a freak. Those kickers, the kickers, period, yesterday were a mess. But in that game, missed field goals, missed PATs. Overtime was hell. The Bengals kicker pulled a swaggy P, kicked it, turned around, thought he made it, started celebrating. They was looking at him like, uh... You missed it, buddy. Yeah, that was nuts. But the kickers all day yesterday, 12 missed PATs. I don't know how many missed field goals. But the kicker struggles, man, you know, it's it's easy to say. You got one job, and how hard is it to kick a ball, and I could do that. Can you? Can you really? Can you go in there? Mentally and kick a game winning field goal. Can you put your team up in a clutch moment? Mentally, not physically. I'm not talking about what your leg can do. I'm talking about can you mentally say, I'm going to push this ball where it needs to be? I think a lot of people undervalue the the kicker and the act of kicking itself, you know, special teams in general. I mean, you look, the snap has to be right, the hold has to be right. And then the kick has to be right. It's not it's not as easy as it's supposed to be or as easy as we think it is. Like look at think about the greats, man. Adam Vinatieri, Steven Gaskowski, Justin Tucker, the GOAT.
It looks easy for them. But it's not. Even they mess. Even they mess up. So, I mean, yeah, I was pissed at Mason yesterday. I hadn't felt that way about Mason since that one time. He had missed like five of them. But you you can't give up on your kicker. Like, I heated a heated battle. I didn't understand why Matt LaFleur was playing for a field goal after the Packers got the interception. And had they lost that game, they would have went back to that first drive in overtime and would have asked him, what made you play so conservative in that overtime? But they won, so we won't, get, we won't ask him those questions. It was a win. But the trust you have to have in your kicker when they're going through something like that is massive because the Packers and Matt LaFleur, they trusted Mason Crosby to win that game. They kept putting him out on that field. He never wavered, man, and he won the game. And the Packers were happy for him. And that's that's how life of a kicker is. Either everybody's going to love you or everybody's going to hate you. It's a flip of the coin. Like, there is there are no moral victories for kickers. Like, you know, a quarterback or a team can lose a good game. It's like, damn, they played their hearts out. He did this. He did that. His stats were this. He Yeah. But... Nobody's looking at kickers and saying, oh, but he still went 4-5 or five on the day. He hit a 55-yarder earlier in the day, but he just couldn't make the chip shot when it counted. Nobody's saying that about kickers. You live and die by your last kick. You live and die by it. Either you're going to be a hero or the villain. That's And there is no, there's no in-between. So... You know, I got Christian was, you know, calling out the kickers the other day before Sunday and saying I needed to do a segment on it. But it's like, you know, what what is there to say as far as them being bad? I mean, I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> what can you say? They're kickers. It's not always going to go in. If, if everybody if everybody's kicker was perfect, the league would be boring. There are going to be misses. There are going to be double doings. If Justin Tucker didn't make that damn 68-yarder, nobody would even care about what happened yesterday. But he made it. So now everybody, you know, and then he was trending yesterday because, you know, everybody's talking about, well, hey, man, Justin Tucker would never. I'm glad Justin Tucker's my kicker. Da-da-da. You're right. I, I would be glad too, but Mason Crosby is my kicker, and he is not bad. That that game was just weird as hell yesterday. But kickers in general, they you know, they were going through some things yesterday. But you know who was not going through anything was Greg freaking Joseph. That guy, man, I picked him up this week. That guy had 17 fantasy points, man, and a game winner. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Yeah, I appreciated that. I did. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the kickers... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about. It. I don't know, so we can move on now. Let's see where to next. Um, all right, we covered everything this week. We talked about the kickers. All right, let's get on to this John Gruden thing because when this first came out, I was very, very shocked at him and confused about the situation, and I didn't understand how this information got out anyway. So, if you don't know about this, I'm going to break it down for you a little bit, get into it. We're not going to, you know, go in in, in on it, but let's, let's, get, let's get right into it. So, 
in 2011 during the you know impending lockout you got i don't know if you guys remember that when we almost didn't have a football season but gruden sent an email he was he was really talking trash about a lot of the nfl higher-ups but one person in particular um Demoree Smith, he's the executive director of the NFLPA. He he threw a lot of you know some shade at him, Goodell. It was it was a whole thing, and I guess the NFL went back and looked at a bunch of emails. I don't know how this all came about. There was an investigation on I guess emails attacking Goodell, and then the Gruden thing came up. I'm assuming. I I mean, look, this whole thing is very cloudy. I don't know why or how this all happened, but. It, it it is happening. It, it did happen. Um, um. So he said, "Dumb, dumb Morris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires." The first thing I said was making fun of a man for having big lips while having no lips is crazy. John Green don't got no damn lips. Now, Demaris Smith, look, man, he got some soup coolers. I got big lips, too. Right. I got big lips, too. So. But a white man saying that about a black man that. Mm, yeah, that's wild. Now, he didn't say, yo, this monkey got nigga lips or he, he said he got Michelin tire lips. I'm not giving her Gruden a pass at all. Now, this may not be, you know, anything to march about. But if Gruden put something like that in writing, you know, imagine what we don't know. And I, I hate to think like that, but you have to because you, you really don't know. You don't know. And I, I, I like John Gruden. I don't even I don't. I don't know the man, obviously. I've never met the man, but, you know, watching him hard knocks, watching him on ESPN for years and, you know, through, you know, through interviews and everything uh, on 30 for 30s and specials and stuff, I, I feel like I know the man. And he doesn't give me that vibe. So this was very surprising to me. Um, You know, so Gruden says he's no racist, of course, you know, and he apologized to, uh, Smith multiple times and publicly um, and he addressed the team and you know players have come to, to his defense guys like Josh uh, um, Jacobs and a couple other black players and of course you know Carr said you know we, we, we rallied around him now there was somebody said no comment but I don't know man it's like you know the players feel that that's not him um, you know Gruden says you know, he was talking about everybody in that email, not just Smith. And he had a lot to say, you know, about Goodell and everything like that. But, I mean, you know, Mark Davis and them, they came out and said, uh, you know, this is bad and blah, 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 blah. But to me, this ain't worse than what y'all did. Uh, was that April? When y'all said, I can breathe after the, the Derek Chauvin case? That That was worse than this. Boy, what a nasty year it is to be a Raiders fan. Woo, child. It's looking nasty over there. Now, listen, man. It was a look, it was 11 years ago. You know, Gruden, like I said, Gruden had all, you know, words for all the NFL higher ups. Was he wrong? Absolutely. 
But I don't see Gruden being the type to call, like I said, somebody, you know, a nasty, nasty racial slur. I, like, that's how I feel about it. So, like, it's a touchy subtopic, but I'm not about to leave some cancel Gruden charge. I'm not going to do that. But, I mean, listen, somebody said this. I think Randy, was it Randy Moss? No, not Randy Moss. I don't know. Somebody said this. But we don't know what these guys, these owners, are saying behind closed doors. But some of them look like they'll say something crazy. And, you, yeah, y'all know, yeah. So, he apologized to the team. Um, address the team, knows he was wrong. They they moved on. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm not about to, you know, get Gruden out of here for that. But, hey, who knows, man? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Maybe, you know, if now if some more comes out of this, then we're going to have to come back to this. But as of right now, I'm not trying to get Gruden out of here. All right. That's just that's just how I feel about it. Um, all right, man. Let's go, let's go back to Saturday night. And let's talk about this fight, man. I can't lie. As a Wilder fan, it hurt it hurt to see him go out like that. You know? It did. I it hurt to see him get get pummeled like that. You know, watch him. You know, get all bruised and bloodied up. You know what I mean? Like, I've been watching this guy for years. This is my guy, right? But let's talk boxing. So that was a 40-pound weight difference with Fury being the heavier man. And, you know, going into the fight, you know, a lot of people really didn't catch, like, you know, think that would be a big deal, being as though both of them were coming in at their heaviest weights. But even though Deontay Wilder's, frame of body looks completely different than Tyson Fury's frame. Tyson Fury was still the bigger man. 40 pounds bigger. And that was the big part of why Tyson Fury had so much success. The leaning, smothering, and um, you know, the body-to-body clinching. It wore Wilder down. Like, it, it was like a lot of like the knockdowns early, the knockdown early was more so Exhaustion it was an exhaustion knockdown. I don't think Wilder was hurt yet. I don't think Wilder was general, generally, you know, genuinely hurt until the end of the fight. But all in all, man, Fury's hand speed, head movement, and just you know upper body movement and superior boxing proved that it didn't matter how much power Wilder had. Um, you know, he was able to weather the Wilder storm after the two knockdowns in the fifth. You know, it was like, you know, Wilder had a game plan. The knockdowns came. Then the game plan went out the window. It was just like he started just throwing those wild. It was it wasn't the the chaos wasn't controlled. It wasn't controlled. And fear was able to duck and dodge. And, and Wilder was missing big man. missing like that takes a lot out of you. And he tired himself out. Um, You know, he was able to weather the storm. And I, I really think that the window of opportunity for Wilder closed right there. It closed. You know, Fury stepped it up after that. He got up. That woke him up. That woke him up. 
Um, Fury had a second gear, man, and, and Wilder he only had one. That was the biggest difference. That was the big. That was a big part of this, man. Fury had a second gear. You know, he he was able to go into overdrive. He was able to dig deep and find something that a lot of fighters can't go find. He was he was able to go to the well and find something. It seemed like Deontay Wilder used up all his ammo. He he went back to his arsenal and it was nothing there. There was nothing there, man. There was nothing there. But you know, Tyson Fury, much respect to him. I don't like the guy. Don't like the guy, but you know, he he showed that he is the measuring stick in heavyweight division. For sure. Now let's talk about Wilder on the flip side, man. So, you know, that first round of the fight was so promising. Like I was so excited watching it because I had tweeted two days before I was when I was watching the fights back. I said, yo, go to the body. And that's exactly what he did. Like he started off doing everything everything right, man. He was working for his body. Man, you know that boy built like silly putty, man. Go to the body. You know, that was clearly a big part of his game plan. Um, he was circling with his punches instead of being stationary, you know, he was moving to the left after a punch, and you know he had Fury a little puzzled. He's like, Fury said, "What the hell?" That's why I was looking at him like, "What the hell? What? What? What is this?" Uh, you know the work that I saw him doing on Instagram, and you know leading up to this fight, it looked like it was working with whatever with whatever him and Malik Scott went over, it was working. And um, he clearly wore himself out, and that changed a lot. You know, game plan out the window. He dropped his hands. Defense was not there. He dropped his hands. His hands were so low, man. It was pissing me off. Um, he dropped his hands, started loading up on the shots, and um, he was oh, what the hell is that word? Not projected. Oh, it's gonna make me upset. But Fury saw, you know, his punches by a mile, right? And, you know, he kept leaning back, which caused him to get rocked. And it just made the punches look worse. It took a lot of damage. And, you know, it was a shame that he couldn't close the fight in the fifth round because he was tired. And his lo- his punches lost a lot of steam. And it looked like he broke his hand. You know, he didn't say that he did. But it something was bothering that wrist towards the middle of the fight. Um, You know, it was a shame, man. It was a shame. And, um... You know, as a Wilder fan, I was disappointed in the result, but he showed a lot of heart. And you know, people are gonna make jokes. I don't, I don't like the joke about you know my guy, but people are gonna make jokes regardless. But I was happy to see a lot of people in the combat sports world and the sports world and fans alike show Wilder a lot of love, man, because he showed nothing but heart. You know, he told Malik and them, bro, don't stop the fight. Let me go out, you know, on my shield, and that's what he did. Um, but listen. Deontay Wilder is about to be 36 years old soon and I don't want to see him take any more damage like that and I don't see him in the title picture anymore I think that this was his last chance to stay in the Joshua Fury white you know that that the, the mixed I don't think he's in the mix anymore um you know he started boxing in 19 and when you rely on your power for so long and never really had to box, trying to change that at 35 years old, it's it's not going to work. It's not going to work, unfortunately. You know, his time 
at the top may be over. But Deontay Wilder, he brought heavyweight boxing back in the States. And was, a, you know, he was a very entertaining champion, man. He was the champion for six, for six years. He's made his money. He has a legacy. You know, Deontay Wilder has nothing to hang his head about. You know, I'm proud of that man. Proud of that brother for sure. He came back. He came back. He came back. He didn't. He couldn't. He could have tucked his tail and said, you know what? I'll step aside. Give me the millions. I don't need a third. I don't need a third fight. But he came back for it. He trained hard. And he just got beat. Simple as that. He got beat. But, you know, hell of a fight. That was a hell of a fight. Now, for y'all saying that was the fight of the year, all right, you know, maybe. It was very entertaining, but that was not a good boxing match. It was a fight. It was a brawl. It was a battle, for sure. But um, watch more boxing. Watch more boxing. Like, November, Canelo. Canelo versus, uh, what that boy name is? Damn. What's that boy name, yo? Who we fight? Canelo Alvarez. Damn, I'm having a, a slip today. It's the second time I didn't completely blanked on something. That's not good. That is not good. Okay, that is not a good thing. Caleb Plant. Okay, I thought so. I didn't Google it, by the way. I, it came back to me. I swear. Uh, Caleb Plant, and then we got, uh, what else we got? Oh, Sean Porter, Terrence Crawford, and then the end of November, we got uh, Jojo Diaz and old Ryan Garcia. So, yeah, November's going to be a great month for the Sweet Science. For sure. Now, let's get into this Monday night game tonight. We got the Ravens taking on the Colts here in Baltimore. The Colts are 1-3, and three, but they're coming off their first win of the season last week. And the Ravens are 3-1. and one. Both teams coming off their largest margins of victories this year. The Ravens beat the Broncos by 16, and the Colts beat... Who did they play last week? They played somebody. They won by 10. Look, man, both teams can run the football. Um... What the Ravens got to do, just make Wentz throw the ball. Force him out of the pocket. You know, make him make frantic decisions. Um, Keep everything in front of you, obviously. You know, they, they do have some deep threats. But this should be a win for the Ravens tonight. So I'm not really going to spend too much time on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Um, But I'm looking forward to Lamar on Monday nights. Um, I, Apparently, Lamar is undefeated in October. Is that what I saw? So, will the streak live tonight? I don't know. Um, yeah, man, Ravens Colts tonight should be a good one. I'm taking the Ravens. Definitely taking the Ravens. Um, but hey, man, I don't know, man. The Ravens have and the Colts have played in some tight games this season, so should be a good one though. But I'm taking the Ravens at home on Monday night, and they're wearing their black tops and purple pants, so should be interesting. Uh, that's all I got for you guys today. I should be back, uh, back half of the week, but um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of this show, man. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV, all the people in the creators, uh, con- uh, creator content group on Twitter. Uh, shout out to the listeners, man. Make sure you guys keep listening. And for the 164th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.